0: Hello and welcome to the Soberistas podcast. We're joined again by Katie, P and Nell this evening, and we're talking about their best um, bits of the first six months of sobriety. So we're hoping that this might be a good inspiration for anybody who's just starting out on their sober journey, or if you're just starting Sober October, maybe this is gonna give you a bit of an idea of what you've got to look forward to now that you've ditched the booze. So we'll start with Nell. Um, what was your highlight or what is your highlight of the first six months of your sober life? Um, I have so many of
1: them. I was thinking about it before this call and I just started jotting things down on the, on the back of an envelope and I've run out of envelope. It's, it is, it uh, is yeah, uh, I I have to say, if enjoy those first six months because the sheer the number of firsts, the number of discoveries are just brilliant i I remember the my sheer delight at myself at being sober of of, of going to things and giving myself permission to leave whenever I wanted to and deciding okay that that was fun but I've had enough now, and going off to my car, because of course I could drive at, I could drive at any point of the day or night, I can drive, and almost dancing away to my car, feeling so absolutely pleased with myself, (laughs) at my liberty, at my agency, at the fact that nothing was stopping me doing exactly what I
0: wanted. I, I, I love that. I, I still remember the delight. Now that reminds me of Catherine Gray's, the title of Catherine Gray's book, The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. So was it unexpected? It sounds like it was a bit of a pleasant surprise, that side of things. Utterly,
1: utterly. I really went into this thinking that sobriety was going to be grim and grey and, um, and very bleak um so to discover that it was i mean some days felt like christmas morning as a kid it was just it's like oh my god i've got my life back um it, it was absolutely magical those those insights that came in in those in the early days and it it was stuff like rediscovering myself i had strayed away from who i am under the under the blurring of alcohol and i didn't really even know who i was anymore i mean i yeah i had this persona um but i was my it's so insidio- insidious because I'm probably appeared a confident person, but I was so insecure. I didn't trust my own judgment. I didn't trust my own opinions. If somebody came up with a what I felt was a more forceful argument, I'd think, oh my God, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm. Um, and I was forever second guessing myself. And I just felt on such thin ice. I, I I, actually felt as though as I got older, I was getting more stupid because I wasn't, I, as well as forgetting things, I didn't know what I thought. And rediscovering, oh, hello, that's what I think about that. Okay. And I could always, I mean, I'm not saying that I've discovered that, and I've never changed my opinion since then. I can, I can change my opinion, but it's not based on, on, um, on uncertainty at the beginning. It's based because somebody, I will discover new information. Um, I was so incapable of taking decisions for myself that when about forty days sober, and I was rediscovering oh, okay, this is what I think about. Yes, this is actually what I think about that. Mm. And I decided that I was going to get a dog. And I would never have been able to take that decision mm. when I was still drinking, because I would have been crippled by all of the... Oh, it, is it the right decision? But it's a, but it's a commitment. But it's, and this sort of chit-chat would have gone back backwards and forwards in my head but being sober I thought you know what I know what having a dog is like I miss not having a dog I'm going to get a dog so I did um <laughs> yeah oh and well that's and I one. called her and I called her soda oh
0: <laughs> what kind of dog is she? she's a working cocker spaniel oh lovely well that's mm. a very uh, happy outcome of stopping drinking mm-hmm. what yeah. about you Katie P what was your highlight <clears throat> What were your highlights? Well,
2: um, I was six months yesterday.
1: Oh, oh congratulations.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, so this feels like the right time to talk about this. Um, I was really excited yesterday, um, more than, obviously, six months is a big deal, but I, I, I was really excited, and I did feel like something had clicked into place yesterday, yesterday like a little anniversary um like now there is just so much that it's very hard to we could we could speak for hours about it everything now said i feel the same um it feels like a, a huge black cloud has lifted and the sun is shining and i can I can just face everything as myself rather than just under that in that prison, constant prison. And things things surprise me all the time. Um, It's the practic, the day-to-day stuff that everyone will say. um, Remembering from the night before, Mm. um, being able to do things at night. Um, taking my makeup off, brushing my teeth, um, getting my bedroom ready before bed, reading again, because I stopped reading for a while because I couldn't. Even when I wasn't drinking, I just couldn't focus on anything. Um, mornings incredible. Walking my dog, incredible. Um not lying, lying. Oh, yeah. Um those white not they're not even white lies are they but that that sly those little sly lies that somebody in my position was doing with the how many bottles where are the bottles I, I haven't had anything to drink well I you know all because it was very 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 secret didn't keep it secret that I was having a drink but I kept it secret how much I was That just that weight of not having to lie was incredible um but sleep um less puffy all those things um just that what everyone will will encounter um
0: and did you have that Going back to Catherine Gray's book, did you, was it unexpected? It sounds like yeah. it was all quite and everything. Did, did you have the same preconception as Nell that it was all going to be um, miserable and horrible and difficult without any of these amazing things?
2: No, I knew it would be. I knew, um, because I, like I said last time, I'd done the background reading, and I knew, and I knew, I, I knew what I wanted to feel because I knew other people had had it. But I just obviously at the beginning I didn't feel it, and it took so long. But I no, I I with Catherine Gray's book, I expected it, um. And how can it be any worse than what
0: was happening? <laughs> Do you know, I I know it, it. I mean, it seems bizarre, doesn't it? Once you've once you've experienced. Yeah not drinking, and you've got far enough on to to realise it's so much better not drinking. But it is, for so many people, including me, such a real thought that everything's going to be so awful and difficult without Mm. drinking. I mean, I genuinely was expecting misery and complete Mm. boredom for the rest of my life, which is so bizarre when I think about how I was living when I drank, which was pretty terribly... Nell what about you in terms of um sort of motivation do you think if did you know did you have an a, any idea about things that they might improve or what you had to look forward to further down the line did it give you a sort of leap of faith or was it all completely sort of unexpected and i was lucky
1: i had a um i had a family um lunch um on what would have been my day um, days one and two i was so badly hung over that I, I just wasn't drinking I, I didn't know they were they were my days one and two i just couldn't i couldn't have faced um a drink um but i went to lunch with my uh, and my sisters in order and they're lovely and they're absolutely gorgeous i get on with, with them very well um and it was delightful to see them and we started off and we had a wonderful time and I wasn't drinking because I decided, I, I don't know whether I'd committed to the 100 days at that point, but I kind of was like, I've just got not to drink. Um, and I noticed that as they drank, after the first drink, there was a slight sort of increase in the buzz, in the excitement, in the happiness, but, very shortly, they were on a downward slope, mm. and it was, and it was absolutely eye-opening to me to realise that actually I was enjoying that lunch more than they were. Mm-hmm. Nobody got rat-assed, um, but it was just I saw what alcohol was doing to them, and after about the on the third glass li- little shadows started coming into it and 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 slight sort of annoyances with their partners and just little niggles that and a little bit of re- repetition and i and it was just i thought oh my god actually that's not as much fun as i remember it <laughs> so i had that um so i had that which was really really helpful experience to have early on that actually some social occasions and now it's all social occasions but a social occasion could be better if you weren't drinking was oh that's new information um and i and another thing that i realized is that i had for longer than i care to remember been living my life with essentially with a low with a permanent low-level hangover. Um, where yeah. the, just a feeling inside myself of jadedness, of of slight toxic, just just blah, a mental, but oh my God, my mental state. I this sort of depression, this, this, this feeling of overwhelm, this uh, and when I stopped drinking, that went. And yes, I still feel when things happen, I still feel, I, I, obviously I feel emotions, good and bad. Um, and sometimes I feel down for no particular reason. But I, I felt like that all the
2: time. Yeah, that jadedness, I don't miss that. Mm. I don't miss going to work with that. I'm a teacher and yeah. Monday mornings were horrific for me. And to the point where I at one at one point I thought I was having a panic attack. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. but I was, but it was it was because I was going into work, hangover on a Monday morning with like a class to teach. Um yeah, I, I feel that too now. That was that that not having that feeling and seeing people, you know, talking to people, oh, I had I was out last night and they're really jaded. And I just want to scream
0: and say, I don't do that anymore. Yay. (laughs) Look at you struggling through the day. (laughs) Did you, um, did you notice health, mental health benefits apart from work? Was it sort of really obvious the difference in your sort of anxiety, depression type
2: mental health issues?
0: Did you feel that? I did. Um, Oh,
2: Yes. Or oh, it sort of shifted because I'm quite an overthinker. So whereas I used wine to dull that, I suddenly had to, um, those racing thoughts about work and life I had to deal with. But that was another positive that I can deal with those things properly and normally now with the help of your book, but- Lucy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good to know. So- um, I I I've got the ways. Um, so the things, the possibilities that have that can come from not drinking and stopping is I can't even it, it, I can't even explain that work I've taken on a management role would never have done that. Um, started yoga. Um, reading about self care reading. I'm um, reading, um, oh, what's her name? She's written Untamed, Glennon Doyle and Eckhart Tolle and things like that. And I'm just, find, like Nell said, just finding myself that went
0: and being did proud it, of Did that. it feel as if you'd been, Katie, Well, I'll ask you first and then, yeah. and then ask the same question of you, Nell, but did it feel as if you'd been lied to by society about alcohol when you stopped drinking and realized actually what life compared to drinking life life in sobriety actually is. Yes. Um I
2: feel like a world opened up to me with soberistas and Instagram, all these things that I never knew were there. Um and that feels normal now whereas I didn't know it existed before I just I, I don't feel would I just feel like it? it's part of our it's part of my makeup growing up you know my parents my mum doesn't drink but my you know I come from a Welsh family of beer swiggers um I don't know if I I don't I haven't really thought that much about that. To
0: be honest. I what about think. you, Mel? Did you did you feel as if you'd was it sort of a um, a bit of a, did it feel like a secret that you'd discovered and, and yeah. that everybody it, not everybody like, had, had found out yet? It's like KGP said, I
1: felt as though I had been let out of prison. I I mm-hmm. and the fact that this was such a marketed prison that it was so ubiquitous, so Uh, the 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 source of a happy life lived without alcohol was never on my radar growing up Uh, Mm. alcohol was all around me um and it was it, it was a rite of passage um but you know what i am and there's an, another wonderful book is we are the luckiest by oh, gosh, yes McCohen, which is just read it everyone because i i mean i had it on the audiobook uh, which she reads out her her herself and that is phenomenal um uh, as well she talks a lot about the the work that you've got to do to stop drinking and be happy about it is you then start looking you you then start using those tools in other aspects of your life and things just, whoa, really start op- opening up. But, um, oh God, I've lost my train of thought. Um, so yes, it was like being let out of prison. Um, and it was a prison which had been kind of getting the walls had been kind of shrinking in on me every single, you know, year on year on, um, on, on year. And alcohol was keeping me small. It was keeping me manageable. It was, and Holly, Holly Whitaker's Quit Like a Woman is another great book to, 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 to read. And I was living a, feeble little life dulling my sense Uh, instead of tackling the the things that i that that were unacceptable and that i needed to change i was drinking to blur the fact that that these things were unacceptable i was putting up with a whole load of crap that i do not put up with anymore um
0: yeah i it's it's I th- I think, you know, when you talk about that, it just makes me... It reminds me of how I felt about the alcohol industry, I think, possibly about... It might have even been a year and a half, two years after I stopped drinking, but I started to feel increasingly... Not forever, and it, it didn't last forever, but I went through a period of feeling very angry about yeah. how I'd been misled because I genuinely had bought into the idea that alcohol made me cool, popular, funny sexy glamorous all the rest of it and actually when I stopped drinking and found out that all of those things happened when I was not drinking and I just let myself be me and it was the complete other way around I felt so angry and manipulated and it is that something that you felt or feel
1: I'll I've just remembered what I was going to say and it was that about being the the luckiest yes absolutely I felt all of that I was furious I like some of the other easters on the site called it ethanol for for a a while because once your eyes are opened and you've seen it you can never unsee it um but I genuinely feel now lucky that I got to the point where I had to stop because I if I had just been a you know quote unquote normal drinker who just needed, I don't know, just drank for parties and or never let it get to the point that I did, then I would never have stopped. And the freedom that comes from realising that you do not need that crap in your life is just exhilarating. And I would never have got that. I would still be, you know, thinking, oh, you know, um, going out with friends out to dinner, it needs a bottle of wine and oh, I've got a bit of a sore head the following day. Whereas every single aspect of my life without exception has got infinitely better since I stopped drinking and so I do I do feel lucky that I yeah I I think you either never drink at all or you drink too much and quit
0: this or you drink too much and don't quit and then you sadly never get to discover what we've all discovered Katie P do you feel like you are one of the luckiest (laughs) yeah and I it's
2: it's just brought so many things that I, I didn't think would happen. For example, your website mm-hmm. and finding my team. I'm with the, the dream team. And that's another positive of the first six months is finding a group of like-minded people from all over the world. And, oh, my gosh. I feel as it as time goes on, I, we, I don't need the group as much as I did, but they were all I would never leave that group because they're always there, non-judgmental. Um, that's one thing I would say to anyone using the site is to get on a team um, because. it It's so comforting and. I don't know about you, Nell. My drinking was quite secret. Mm. Um, everyone around me knows I liked my wine too much, but mm. not—they didn't have any idea of the pain I was going through because I kept it very well hidden. Same. Due to my children and my partner and my mum and dad, my friends—I um, haven't told anyone what I've told that group. Mm. No one. And we and we and it, we're not just people who don't drink. I don't want it to define me. It's just a part of me, it is a part of me, like Laura Lauren McCowan or whatever her name is, says it is my thing, but it's not me. Um, and just things have happened. I've met a woman from the site we she lives in a place in Portugal that I've always gone to a, since I was a teenager and we've we've just connected and to and to at the age of 45 for me to meet someone through this site because of me giving up drinking which is a positive and out of that positive has come a friend Mm. who I can talk to and laugh with and be there for each other oh oh that's brought tears to to my eyes um (laughs) Yeah, she, she and we talk on the phone. I should have seen her in the summer. But three days before, we were meant to fly to Portugal. So we were meeting up because I go th- go there. Well, I haven't gone every year, but my best friend's half Portuguese. so We go there. We've got a lot of memories. I was looking forward to it, actually, to not be drinking. <laughs> because I was really excited to, like, I can do this. And we all got COVID. Oh.
0: So I haven't met her yet. Oh well that's something to look forward to in twenty two, maybe. That's yeah, hopefully. So if you just to finish this podcast then KTP, what would your inner sentence, what has somebody got to look forward to if they're just starting out on the journey of nothing? See that's really hard.
2: <laughs> I know, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> um just freedom, just freedom to do to do what you want to do and make the mistakes you want to mistake with the mistakes you want to make knowing that it's you that's doing it yeah you know what,
1: what would yours be okay um oh so 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 many but no shame and saying goodbye to that shame just letting it go is fantastic the courage the belief that Because once you've quit drinking you realize that actually you can do anything and that is just the most exhilarating thing this whole raft of choices opens up in front of you and it is entirely what you're what you are prepared to do with all of this time as well which you suddenly have um, to do things with it is so many possibilities just 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 open up it is yeah yeah a message to anyone (laughs) if you're thinking about it give it a shot and commit to 100 days Uh, commit to 100 days it was about day 40 when I realized hang on a minute this is for me this is for me but you need a decent amount of sober momentum you need a decent amount of consecutive sober time and then these benefits just start pinging into your life Um, Oh, it's, uh, I'm, yeah, Lucy, this site, you, know. So this team being a part of sober easters and having, knowing that I had this team of women who had my back, who we were, who were completely non-judgmental, who were supportive, who were going through similar things, who we confessed our, the the, the most squirmiest, shameful <laughs> things that you keep on and just letting them go and people say, yeah you, you know what I did something similar let it go
0: it's like oh God. anyway yeah. do it no, no absolutely <laughs> is, I mean it's is priceless isn't it it's the sort of mm. weight of all of that shame and guilt is huge mm. and until you've stopped drinking and got a good length of time under your belt you've got no idea how much that weighs you down yeah. It's uh, it is like having it is like like letting you, being let out of prison, isn't it? Yeah, it feels very much like that. So, well, thank you both. You've done an amazing job of selling sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody would be converted after this. <laughs> um, and we hope you can join us again. Um, our guests Nell and KTP, and and everybody listening. Um, thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll uh, we'll she'll be back in a couple of weeks.
2: Thank you. Thank you,
0: Bye. bye.